Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Season 2 of the Pat and JT Podcast. Oh my, now I'm here at last. The best time always gonna be the best. Come on. Exclusively on the Parkville Network. Great review and subscribe to our uh, It's Pat and JT podcast. All the information is on our website, which is subsequently patentjt.com. And so we appreciate all the reviews and and sharing it with your friends. You know, it's really weird. Mm. I just ran out of the... I gotta catch my breath. I just ran. Isn't it great when you make like a short little sprint or like you walk up the stairs? Last night I was I was on the phone with somebody and I walked from I have eight five stairs, six stairs going up, and I had to literally say, "Hold And I go to the gym all the time. Like, what's the problem? I sprinted down the hallway. That was a sprint. Well, in my flip flops. Okay, okay. I was gonna say it was, it was the best I could do without hurting myself. So I sprinted down the hallway in flip flops, which is never easy anyway, to get my phone because I just started my Android tablet, as we know it, which is the debacle it is, and we are uh, updating. All right. So we're now at uh, app forty one of one twenty seven. Should have plugged this in earlier. So. At least, anyway. at least you <laughs> muted the notifications, I, at least I think, so it doesn't sound like little fairies are being born behind you the entire exactly. episode. Yeah, I did. There we That's go. That's my phone. Hold on. Every time an on. app updates, an angel gets its wings. <laughs> In my world, just saying. <laughs> so I needed to get my phone because I don't have, uh, obviously I don't think I'm going to have the access. To, well, it's not, we're already at 70 out of 127. Hey, so that's not bad. So we're you're trucking good. right along yeah. here. Should be done by the time we're uh, done recording all of our episodes for today. Holy Should be great. smoke! Um, it, quick little update um, from our house, real fast, is that now we are uh, uh, there's no school. Uh, obviously, I'm sure people know that by now. Miller oh, yes. is Millard's is out. out. Millard's out. Yeah. And then it's spring break next week for Millard, so it's oh. not a humongous deal. They just they got Friday off, and then all next week and um, the, so the plans foreseeable future. In place kind of, but you know what? For the, a lot of Millard families. But what's crazy to me is that from the time I picked. Sophia up from school yesterday, three, whatever. Yeah. Um, they were talking about Friday, going in on Friday and going because the next semester starts after spring break. So they were going to go into their classrooms for the next semester on Friday, next get sem- logged into really? their, mm-hmm, get, uh, they have, they have different like tri, not trimesters. That's pregnancy. They have triesters. <laughs> they have different mesters. Different mesters. There's a bunch of mesters. There's some esters. There's, there's, there's trimesters. There's hexters. There's a whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, what that means. a new group of classes start anyway okay. after spring new break. Pod. So they were going to go in and log into their Google Classroom because the plan was that if they didn't come back after spring break, they'd be logged in and they could do the e-learning and it'd be it'd be great. That right. was at three, and five fifteen that night they sent a text saying no school tomorrow at all. So not even not even getting them getting in there and getting acclimated to the new classes and all that kind of stuff. They just they banged them out. So no school. That's, that just, I it just don't know. Seems so, it seems it's, so abrupt. It does. I mean, it's it's like uh, the Creighton game the other day. Right. Halftime. Ah, go home. You know, or the basketball game the other day. The NBA thing. I know. It's just weird. It's just, it, it is like they, they suddenly found out at 742. Yeah. Uh, yep. You got to stop right well, now. Okay. So, you know, you listened to, I think, did I ask you this yesterday about Joe Rogan? You listened to Joe Rogan ever? On occasion. Um, he had, and this is a 15 minute clip 
and I'll put it on our Facebook page. It's really pretty interesting. He had um, Michael Osterholm, who is a he's a disease, infectious disease expert, and he's very he's he's very spoke 90% of the words I didn't understand what he was saying. So that means obviously he knows what he's talking about. So you assume intelligent. I assume. (laughs) And Joe Rogan doesn't have dry humps on his podcast. Like he has some pretty good experts. He does. So this guy, Joe's like, listen, why should I be scared of this? Why are people, why are we self quarantining? Why are we doing all this stuff? And this guy made, I mean, he made it everything that's going on now make a lot more sense that it doesn't seem he doesn't think this doctor doesn't think we are overreacting at all. He thinks we are actually reacting appropriately. And that if China and South Korea had done the same thing, they wouldn't see the amount of death and infection that they're, they have seen. Did he mention, cause when and I, I kind of like have been, yeah. Talk about a wormhole, this whole disease. Yeah, like I'm everything scary. from why is it named COVID-19, which I looked up, we'll talk about it um, to all the other diseases that, have names that, you know, because they said, no, Wuhan flu, that's racist. And it's not really racist. It's just the way it's always been done. And when did that change? Um, I was looking up all this stuff and I'm just like, they they said that the first known victim of this disease in China was in November. <clears throat> now they can yeah. trace that back to November. And I saw that pop up yesterday and it's like, but they don't know that that's the first, that, that's not patient zero. They're still trying to find that Mm-hmm. The beginning of this, but at the time they didn't, they didn't know what they were dealing with, but they didn't flag it. Yeah, well, and that's that was that's part of the problem. And he mentions that. And then they figured thing. out what, they figured out how contagious it was. They didn't flag it. Yeah, and so now China's mad because people had pointed fingers at them and saying we have been completely transparent with everything. It's like no, mm-hmm. you haven't. But you know what? Moving forward. Let's just fix the problem. Yeah. And Instead of trying to lay blame. Yeah, exactly. And that's what we have. I mean, that's what, and that's what the, even though the, the media makes you panic and makes the high, the three hour line at High V on 180th yeah. last night, people standing out the door getting stuff, you know, maybe it's appropriate. Maybe it's not. This doctor seems no. to think that it is. And he, he said that the most shocking thing to him, and he wrote an article and he went through this in this episode, it's on our Facebook page, um, that he wrote an article, the be- middle of January. It's saying this is going to hit you know, the United States. This is going to happen. Mm-hmm. We need to start taking taking precautions now. He did it in February again, and he said the beginning of March is mm-hmm. when it's going to start getting bad. And he said people are saying, well, you know, it's 10, 15, 20 infections. He goes, yeah, but the it's doubling every day. He said, so when you get to 10, double to 20, not a big deal, double to 40. Well, right. you get up into the thousands, and it starts going from 4,000 to 8 to 16 every right. day. He said that's when it's going to be bad. And he I, said that alarmingly, 40-somethings, people, humans, yeah. um, are, are dying at a, a pretty high rate in other it's, countries. Yeah, the younger children have not been so susceptible. At first it was the old and the very young. And it's yeah. like, well, it's not really the very young. Um, and it's adults. And, and, and like we said, well, the NBA players were getting it. So it's not really, you know, cause you think an NBA player has got to be in good shape. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't know. Um, but you know, you, but that has to do with their immune system and there's other things and at that's play. That's exactly what he said too. He's like, everybody's different. Mm-hmm. Everybody's different. You could have somebody, they did studies on people that had tested positive for it and had maybe were sneezing. That's it. But that person was in a room with somebody who contracted it and was dead a week later. Right. He said, it's just, you just, you have no idea how it's going to react in your body. You could be under 19. Chances are you're not going to get it. They don't know right. why. He said they don't know why. But you're older adults, and he said people in their 40s and 50s. Can they be carriers, it. though, under um, 19? Uh, he he doesn't know. Actually, Joe Rogan asked him that. He said, we don't know for I'm sure. the smartest Joe Rogan. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. 
don't, yeah. I don't know what that means. I think Joe, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Joe seems like a smart guy. If, he, he does. if he's not a smart guy, he acts like a smart guy. He asks good questions. He does. Uh, and he's and he's fair in the fact that, at least is what I've seen, and I know I don't agree with everything Joe Rogan says, and that's good. Um, because you listen to him, though, he he doesn't ever preach. No. He asks questions, and I think he's pretty fair. And he, I, kind of, I feel like he's asking questions that I have in my head. Like, he asks questions. He doesn't have, well, yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wish I, I would have thought of that. That I would have thought I had. <laughs> no, but that that's the thing is that sitting down and talking to somebody like that, that's, I want to see more of that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see, the, the media is in a bad spot. And and they've they've put kind of painted themselves in a corner, I think, with crying wolf a lot, and and also wanting to lay blame. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be quite honest, it, that's and and I saw a great little video that our own buddy uh, Mr. Jack Riggins did yesterday, last night maybe. I don't know. I think I saw it at three this morning. I'm not sure. I don't know what happened, but anyway, and he was talking about where he comes from as a, a Navy SEAL mm-hmm. and his training, and that's where what I said earlier came from is that our job is to work the problem. We don't care where it started. We don't care who was involved with it. We don't care who asked us to do it. It's a problem. Let's fix it. Mm-hmm. And stop trying to assign blame. Yeah. Stop trying to stir the pot. Because it really, and, at this point, you know doesn't what? matter. It doesn't. And when you hear people, when you see those tweets or those posts about, you can't call it Wuhan flu, that's racist. It's like, that has nothing to do with the problem. And, and to be quite honest... In, in fairness to people who do call it that, and I looked this up because I was curious about it because it's like we always have called things, and we can go down the list, the German measles, the Spanish flu, you've got the, and we mentioned the other day, norovirus, Stockholm syndrome, Lyme disease. They're all named after the places where they were first discovered, Zika, Ebola, West Nile. Which makes sense. It's like a default way to name something. It's it was. Super and easy. until 2015, 2015 is when they had, they, they put together a directive and it was either WHO, the WHO, or uh, somebody along those lines that decided, you know, we, we got to change the way we're naming these because we're assigning them a location as opposed to a description. I didn't even know and there were locations, though, to be honest with you. Like honestly, Lyme disease, I, never, I had no clue Lyme was ever, part of it. Do you think of chickens when you hear chicken box? No. I don't either. Um, you just That's just the way it's named, and to me, it, it, it immediately goes to the, the symptoms. Right. You know, I think chicken pox, I think. Why of did same, they call it chicken pox? I don't know. It was has it, nothing to do with chicken. Was chickens. it found in chicken, Kansas with, or something? Same way as swine flu. Had nothing to do with pigs, even though it was improperly assigned to pigs. Mm-hmm. And there were countries that actually, a couple, of, I think I know for sure one country that, that had all the pigs destroyed. Yeah, I remember that. And that was ends up being H1N1, right? But the swine flu. Swine flu spread much quicker and was, yeah, killed, just, a lot of and was killed a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but there wasn't this kind of horror that's going on right now um but looking looking back at this and now i understand why they they named it covid19 somebody said well, that's because this is a 19th strain of coronavirus there are a lot of coronaviruses there's human and then there's animal and there's so many of them i think there's three that have uh transferred from animal to human total that they think they have proof of that and i think this is one of them um that's why the bat story you yeah. know in particular is held pretty strong um, but the name COVID is coronavirus disease, and it is 2019. Okay. I mean, it's... It could have been COVID-20. Yeah. It could have been COVID-24. So it's COVID-19. That's the disease. The virus is a different thing, because that's some, there's, there's a virus, and then there's the, the disease. The virus is named SARS-2. 
COV2. So because it is part of the SARS or along the same line as the SARS that we had before in the early 2000s, which is severe acute respiratory syndrome. It's severe acute respiratory syndrome, coronavirus 2. That's the name of the virus. Got it. Kind of like HIV and AIDS. Mm -hmm. One's the virus, one's the The disease. disease. And a lot of people assign them differently, you know, because that's the name that you just have in your head. And I I just thought that just kind of clears things up for me just a little bit more when people are talking about it. So saying it's the Wuhan virus, which every media outlet was doing when this first started. (laughs) And now they're all throwing rocks at people that say Wuhan virus, because that's what you called it. That's how we learned it. And on top of it, that's what we're arguing about. And, and there's a, like after watching this doctor that you can, he said it's the next three to six months are going to be very bad. And, you know, and we're worried about what we're calling it. You know, I'm completely changing my tune as of yesterday. And then to watching this doctor Mm -hmm. this morning, really kind of changing. I'm not going to go out and start hoarding stuff, but I'm really changing my tune on it. Do they feel the same way about the flu? Mm-hmm. He did. And he, mean, he referenced the flu too. the influenza. There was a, and he, and he said the best, the best thing we can do is what, what we are doing. And that's, um, he said, not necessarily the kids being out of school isn't necessarily a huge thing. Cause the young people aren't necessarily, if they aren't carriers, they're not really going to get it. So they could go to school, but he said, that's another, another issue. Right. Um, but it's the social separation or whatever we're yeah. doing. He said, that's the best thing. Thank they, God for Facebook. <laughs> What else? I mean, social separation for oh, Pete's man. sake. Haven't we been complaining about that for a long time? Right. <laughs> right. Seriously. What else? We're never face to face. That's okay. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> this, is, this is not so bad. He referenced the influenza in, uh, it was, it was the, it was like the mid 1900s and it was, uh, Philadelphia, I believe. Anyway, had a, a parade in influenza. 1918. 1918. Um, oh yeah, that's right. They were celebrating, um, and the support for soldiers at world war one. World war one. Yeah. It became the Spanish flu. And he said that they, uh, all over the country, they were closing churches. They were closing government buildings. But Philadelphia decided to go ahead and hold this parade. 200 and some thousand people showed up, lined the streets. And four or five days later, tens of thousands of people had um, influenza A. The, the, the crazy part, I looked up the Spanish flu. That's one of them that I looked up because I thought this was fascinating. March of 1918. They said they honestly, the reason why it became the Spanish flu is the first reported deaths were in Spain, which was a neutral country at the time. They say historians, medical historians, now hypothesize, thank you, that it could have started at a couple, three places, a British army base in France or Fort Riley in Kansas. That's weird. That's where the first American cases of the new strain of flu were recorded, March of 1918. So that'd be where it was in the United States. And, and then a third hypothesis was that it originated in northern China in late 1917, moved through Europe because of about 150,000 Chinese laborers that were going to, they, they, were, they were working with the governments in France and, and Britain and were recruited to perform manual labor because they had troops going to war and they needed manual laborers. Yeah. And so that if it started in, in China, they brought all the Chinese laborers into their countries and thus for that's sure. where you end up with the France connection as well. So they really don't know for sure, but yeah, it killed, may have killed as many as 50 million people. At that time. It's crazy. That's, that's it's crazy. So, you know, it's, it's on one side, I agree. But on the other side, how do we get anything done? Because this is, yeah. all, this is going on all the time. It, yeah, it's true. It's and true. we're just getting into allergy season for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. 
So there's going to be a lot of people need to not freak out. Uncertainty. And he, and he said not to freak out. He's like, don't freak out. We don't need to freak out. We don't need to go over the top on things. He said, think about this. Uh, he gave, threw out some percentage, and I think it was like 30 or 40% of the kids in this public school systems in our country have a mother or father, a, a primary caretaker, care, caregiver, mm-hmm. that is um, a nurse, a doctor, somebody in the healthcare system that has to work. So these kids aren't in school anymore. So these some of these nurses what, aren't going to be able to go to work because their kids are going to be at mm-hmm. home. So it's, have to it's, figure out other ways. It's going to affect you know, everything. And somebody, another another thought that came up is how the hell did the pioneers ever make it? They didn't well, have they, Purell. They lived to be 32 years but old. They, well, not necessarily. <laughs> they also didn't have places where they got together with 30,000 of their best friends to watch their favorite sporting event. Right. Yeah, it's true. The, and when you think about the, the mega malls with thousands of people can come into Mall of America when it used to be going to town to the hardware store. Yeah. And and going greeting everybody getting together for whatever sporting event or March Madness with how many teams and every one of their followers all in the same town College World Series fifty years you know that they've mm-hmm. been pulling all but it wasn't nearly as well attended as it has been in the last what ten fifteen huge crowds that show up from all over the country and all come together and they sit in the parking lot and eat each other's food right yeah oh I off know off the tailgates I know I know <laughs> football games even on football Saturday. 90,000 of your closest friends right. all, all pulled together. together. And prior to probably the turn of last century, you didn't see those kind of gatherings. And now we're pulling everybody together since ancient mm-hmm. Rome. Right. And they're all, we're at what, the, the, the Parthenon? Coliseum. Coliseum, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I know. I don't know. It's, it's, you're, it's, it's kind a, of, you're absolutely right. And, and he said, he goes, this is going to, the next few months are going to be terrible because canceling these sporting events is a, something that has to happen. And this is he an said, economic problem. Huge, huge. But he said, but, but something that I think we had talked about a couple of days ago that he referenced was he said, just what the, that what's going to happen is, and he said, he's been right on everything so far. I mean, he's been doing this for 50 years. Right. That what's going to happen is it's going to start, the number's going to start slowing down, which they are kind of in China and leveling China, off. Are, yeah. And he said, but what's going to happen is these people that have been self-quarantining are going to come back out and it's going to, it's going to come back and it's going to come back stronger. He said, just because you get it once, you're not immune to it. You could get it again. It's and just like the flu. Right, exactly. Literally. Exactly. <laughs> so he said that it's, it's going to be three to six months where we're going to really have to mm-hmm. wash our hands all the time, stay away from people as much as possible and really mind the, and it's, I'm not good at that stuff. I'm touching my eyes all the time. It's going to be do, really do, difficult. Do you feel like you want to get one of the, uh, the, the collars of shame now? To keep your hands off your face. Kind of. <laughs> you know, I know that yeah. was said as a joke no, by one of our somebody on Facebook said, give yeah. him one of these to keep his hands off Just his face. A, a lampshade. Yeah. Now I feel like, well, like a shih tzu. <laughs> you could trade it out. Different colors, different days, different lampshades. Um, but you, you, yeah. the touching of the face is really funny is that I notice now, I notice when I do it. Because I sit often with my my face, my chin in my hand. Mm-hmm. And like um, if I'm sitting at home and I'm just like at the table. Just have my hand on my or have my face. I'm reading something or I'm looking at something yeah, online it's just what you do. or whatever, and I'll, I'll have my hand or touching my face when I'm thinking. Yeah, I touch my I like my fingertips are on my chin or I'm like thinking. It's weird that I notice that I'm doing that much more than I I realized yeah. I did. You I, get you dig in though. Oh, I did. I itch, I scratch. <laughs> Pick my nose, whatever. I mean, he's like full palms. I don't, and I, up the, all the way up the face. He's like a like cartoon. My, it's like my stress just, relief. I stretch and I rub my eyes. That's what I do all the time. This is what I do. Uh, so, okay, so I saw something yesterday on Instagram too. This yeah. guy, um, he's another infectious disease dude, but he had suggested 
um, you know, with people not being able to buy Purell, you can make your own, basically your Purell with rubbing Obviously, alcohol and a little bit that. of water. Right. And, <laughs> but he, he suggested, and it's kind of obsessive, but I mean, who knows mm-hmm. is he's got a little water bottle that he made it himself, made himself and he keeps it on his belt, like literally. And he'll walk around when he's walks around places, goes into an escalator. It evaporates really quick. It, it kills. Um, I think it, I have it written down like rubbing alcohol. Yeah. And- a little bit of water, rubbing alcohol primarily. And that's it really. Well, see, that's the <clears> thing is uh, a lot of these other and we were talking to people about some of these, uh, the, like the Purell-like products that really aren't as effective as they, they appear to they be. They smell like they're clean in your hands, but they're really not. And the packaging is a little misleading. And there are a lot of chemicals that you don't know what they all are. Mm-hmm. As simple as you can keep it is going to be the best. Because as they've said before, with antibiotics and with other types of chemicals, when you use those, it only makes the strain stronger. Because any part of it that can that can survive that is is a little bit more immune to that product, and thus you have to have stronger products. That yeah, makes sense. Like weeds, like w- when they were trying to get rid of weeds in the in the you know in the farms, um, what they sprayed with forty years ago wouldn't touch what's growing now, There's and what su- they spray with weeds. now you don't want to get on your hands. <clears throat> you think about that. That's scary. And it's scary. And so if you can find something that's less than that is effective, it's less it's less damaging for you. Um, and, it, and it also helps everybody. He was going into, he would take it in public places. He walked into an elevator, just squirted the buttons and then pushed the button. He's like, it's going to protect yeah. me, but it'll also protect the people behind me. Right. And he goes, and it, we could all do this for, it's less than a dollar for a thing of rubbing alcohol. And it evaporates like that. It's not going to like you're having wet surfaces everywhere. Yeah, it was, it was pretty interesting, yeah. I thought. Interesting. All right, so... I know this is probably going to be the topic for a lot of people. I know I, anytime anybody's talking about it, it, it seems like I, it, it, my ears perk up. I'm mm-hmm. like, what, what, what are you talking yeah. about? Um, but in the grand scheme of things, I you know, don't want everybody to panic and you hate to see people fighting over a roll of toilet paper or something like that. And, and speaking of which, too, I had printed out something for you. Somebody, somebody posted on there because of all the conspiracy theories about who's at fault Who's at fault for this? And what, what's the political background reason? They were kind of tongue-in-cheek asking, you know, what, what do you think? Who, who caused all this? My answer was uh, Pfizer, Kimberly Clark, and Procter & Gamble. <laughs> for sure. Pfizer owns Purell. Kimberly Clark has Cottonelle. And Procter & Gamble <laughs> has Charmin. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but to be fair, um, Kimberly Clark, along with Honeywell and 3M, um, are being asked to, and I don't know if they're doing it yet, um, they're being asked to help ramp up the coronavirus protective gear production. And something else that's come out of this, I think, for a lot of people that, that keep their eye on the economy is the sheer uh, number as far as the trade, um, what do you want to call it, the, 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 the path or whatever, as far as how much of what we use medicinally, uh, and let alone all the other cheap crap oh, yeah. you can buy at the stores that's made in China, that America needs to start making their own. And, and as much as we all enjoy our cheap iPhones and our cheap comparatively, because it would cost a lot more if they're made in this country. But you see the disruption of the yeah. supply chain. It's kind of a, it's kind of a wake up. up call. It is mm-hmm. that we really are an island and we're, we're so dependent. And that country all of a sudden got hit and it's like, Hmm. Yeah, it's it makes you think. It really does. Maybe we have been thrown under the bus for a long time, and and not seeing this coming, but for a long time, all this trade's been moved over to China. Somebody's made a lot of money doing that, 
And we've we've accepted it because it was oh, okay. Well, the iPhone's cheaper. Oh, okay. Well, this is cheaper. My I clothes know. are cheaper. Hundred percent. And now it's like okay, maybe we need to bite the bullet. Yeah, I I, I, I couldn't agree more. I like so my cheap stuff, but hopefully they can get that turned around and start you know the production because we're gonna <laughs> need to start producing stuff in this country because we're gonna need some jobs. Right. We because seriously. a lot of stuff is not, is coming to a stop. I saw somebody even post two yesterday that has a restaurant here in town and they're locally owned. They said they're they're really feeling it because people are canceling get-togethers, canceling caterings, sure. um, and reservations, and not especially the caterings and the parties, though. Yeah, and I especially know. anybody's got weddings coming up. Uh, you know, they're probably thinking, "Hmm, should we do this?" Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm abso- how do you do it? Absolutely, I so. agree. Whip your vision into shape right there, yo, with Coogler Vision. Uh, we love that they're a supporter of our podcast. Absolutely. Uh, they've got some great things that are happening on their website. If you haven't been there recently at CooglerVision.com, it already was so user-friendly. If you thought about having any of the procedures done um, and so many different procedures, it's not just one procedure, one size fits all. But interestingly, you'll find over 600 five-star patient reviews, which is amazing. The right. number of people that are are taking advantage and saying, you know what? 2020 is going to be my year. And and I think there, there were a couple of them that were talking about uh, making improvements that 2020 is the year right? Yep. They're ready to go. And, and one of the first ones was vision. I said what Gary said too. Dr. Kluger's, Kluger's office is amazing. They are amazing because you have cookies and they have delicious like flavored waters. They and, do. Oh, and then they're also great doctors too. And that too. Don't yeah. forget. <laughs> uh, they said that the staff made the procedure a breeze. That's from Natalia. I especially enjoyed the surgery prep in a massage chair I mean, covered by a blanket, drinking some tea. I was relaxed, anxiety gone. I wish I'd done this years sooner. Now to make it even simpler, you can text them. The number to text is 72000. You want to text C Omaha, two words, to 72000. I did that. And you will get back a response that will first ask you to confirm. So I text back yes. And then it sent me a link. And when you go to the page, um, it, of course, welcomes you. And then it's got some real quick questions about what it is that you're looking for. And then I got a follow-up phone call real quick. And super nice, Nicole called, and she's there just to make sure that you got the information you wanted. And if you had any further questions, she was there to help you out. Get that consultation now at Kugler Vision. You can yes. also go to KuglerVision.com. And tell them Pat and JT sent you. Uh, did you see that on the East Coast, that grocery store that's selling a uh, great promotion? For, um, you get a free um, case or whatever of toilet paper with every case of Corona that's purchased. Oh, so you buy the beer Corona, and you get did free Corona paper. do that? I don't know. It's a grocery store on the East Coast that did it. It's, it's like a little promotion for their grocery store. Well, it's then again, brilliant. the grocery store might be because I'm sure Corona Corona has seen like a 30 some percent dip in sales. So I'm sure the grocery store is sitting on So they're trying to move some it. of the products? Yeah. So you get a free butt wipe if you buy some Corona. I think it's absolutely <laughs> brilliant. Best marketing of this wow. whole thing. Um, okay, so on our Facebook page, you'll the link for that um, interview with Joe Rogan and that doctor, the super smart guy. That's- yeah, we'll link to a really good podcast. Yes, right. <laughs> Pat and JT Podcast, a Parkville Media Production.